They don't care if I'm having a good day or a bad day. They always, always, always tell me the truth. So I would say that you have to figure out what is the current level of action I can take and then take that feedback and that will give you a more accurate representation of where you are. Go ask someone who you believe has positive self-talk and then start to compare and contrast the way they talk to themselves versus the way you talk to yourself, not to make yourself feel bad, but so that you can learn from them. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. It can be uncomfortable to talk myself up after being put down for a long time. What are some tips to push through this? It's interesting because to Alan and I's point of the drive to five, I find that the people who get put down the most are usually also the people who are most afraid to sound arrogant, even to themselves, even to, to seem in, inwardly arrogant. So I would say... Just start small. Just start very, very small. You don't have to say I'm the best in the world, but just try to find one thing that you can be positive about. It doesn't have to be I'm the most beautiful human. I'm so smart. I'm this. I'm this. It can be something very, very, very small. I think you can build a foundation off of very small compliments to yourself. I think that's one of the things that myself and I'm sure Alan, Aim, I'm sure you to some degree in the past have been guilty of is trying to make things happen too fast. And if you do things small, they will pay off over the course of a lifetime. Uh, I second all of that. What I would add is <clears throat> journaling. Oh. I think journaling, the right prompts, and it's interesting too. I didn't think of this earlier, but I wish I had used this as an example. With my clients, I often create journaling prompts. And the journaling prompts are never the same for everybody. I mean, Kev, the journaling prompts that we had for you were very different than the journaling prompts that I had for, mm-hmm. let's say, you, Amy, or some other team members or other clients. And the reason why I'm now realizing in this moment is because I wanted them asking and answering different questions based on where they were in the drive to five and based on their own goals and dreams and values. So create journaling prompts. Like, so I'll give you some examples of some positive ones. Uh, a positive one would be what's one thing that my future self will thank me for that I did yesterday? Or uh, what's one big win that I can be proud of lately if I really gave myself credit? Like those are really positive. An example of one where if you feel like you have inflated um, perception of self or you're on the high end of drive to five, would be like, where am I really letting myself off the hook lately? Where am I negotiating with myself for my non-negotiables? What's the most valuable use of my time right now? I have a bunch of those where I'm, constantly asking myself um i told kevin this earlier i i need humble i need humility all the time i'm constantly trying to give myself more and more humility but when i'm struggling with self-doubt and self-confidence like during that basketball yesterday i needed to give myself that i can do this i got this i'm good at this i'm i've been doing this my whole life so journaling journaling prompts what are some ways you can recognize negative self-talk if it's something you might consider normal mm. 
Go ahead, Jeffrey. Uh, ask yourself, ask people. So one of my clients has a close friend and I was on the phone with her and I said, who is someone that you think has really high self-worth? Because she was struggling with her self-worth. I said, who do you think has really high self-worth? And she told me this person. I said, have you ever asked her what she thinks of herself and had her actually be honest with you? Remember, it's not uh, publicly acceptable to think positive things about yourself. Like if I were to say, I'm in really great shape or I'm really self-disciplined or I'm really good looking, that's very socially uncomfortable because people think that you're really arrogant. But what you have to understand is that what if some of those things are actually accurate? And here's the other thing I'll share with everybody. If you're going to be honest with yourself about your shortcomings and you're going to feel bad about the bad things, you got to feel good about the good ones. What's the point? Right? What's the point of trying to get better at stuff if you don't ever give yourself any credit? It doesn't make any sense. And then it goes deeper too. You can't give away what you don't have. So if you don't love yourself, you can't give love to others. If you don't believe in yourself, you can't give belief to others. And so to answer the, the original question... Go ask someone who you believe has positive self-talk and then start to compare and contrast the way they talk to themselves versus the way you talk to yourself, not to make yourself feel bad, but so that you can learn from them. There was a while that Tara and I were getting HelloFresh delivered and oh, yeah. I did a lot of the cooking. I'd chef it up. You know, I'd, oh, I'd, yeah. after a long day, I'd have myself a beer and I'd get on the stove, I'd get on the oven and I would just fire away. It's just get out of my way. It's going to happen. I'm going to, it's just all, it's all going to happen. And what would happen is we would sit down at the dinner table and one of two things would happen. I would say, I hate this. This is terrible. Or I would say, I would quite literally pay for this in a restaurant. If a restaurant delivered that to me, I would be very, very happy. And I'm not saying I'm a good cook. They make it very easy. Everything's measured out. They tell you basically what to do. (laughs) The point I'm making is I would say one of two things. One, imagine that this normal self-talk you have, imagine you're saying that to somebody else. Would you be afraid to say it? Would I be afraid to serve this dish at a restaurant? That's my analogy here. Mm. Or turn around the other way. If somebody said it to you, would you consider that a positive interaction? I think the first one would probably work best where if if you wouldn't say it to somebody else because you were afraid it would hurt them, you're afraid it would offend them, you're afraid it would trigger them, then you probably shouldn't be saying it to yourself. Now, again, you have to explore the drive to five. Maybe you're just somebody who's very, very, very confident and it is positive for you to say those things. Judging by the the way the question was formed, I would guess that isn't it. So I would say, if I was saying this to somebody else, would I feel confident that it wouldn't hurt their feelings? That's probably where I would go. And if you do want me to cook you food, just send me an email, kevin at nextleveluniverse.com. I'll try to get that out to you ASAP. Next level chef services. That's that's the next thing. If I'm lower on the drive to five, how can I reframe what I say to myself to make it more powerful and help with my self-belief, whether or not what I'm saying in the moment is true? Mm. Uh, my answer to that's going to be a weird one. The only way to empower yourself is to be truthful. And it's difficult because truth, like I could spend a day talking about what that means. Truth, because we all have our own perspective on the truth, but there's also like a truth. And and none of us really fully know it, but we can all get closer. I'll give you an example. I was with Emilia once and we were having this philosophical uh, debate about discussion, about... (laughs) 
uh, objective truth. I, I'm big on math and science, and I and I have a little bit of trouble with people who say that everything's just a perspective because there's certain things that are not a perspective. Um, there's just truth. So gravity is 9.8 meters per second squared. That's a truth. Yep. I know. I know. There it is. Have to. That's the only one I can think of. No. There's good. other ones too. But like that's a that's a truth regardless of your perspective, right? And so I'm big on math and science, but I also understand that the the amalgamation, the the merger of art and science is is where I think we all need to live. And I was talking to Emilia and I was like, the cool thing about mathematics and my favorite part about it is that there is one right answer. Two plus two is always four, no matter what, no matter what country, no matter what planet, two plus two is four. Okay. No matter which way you look at it, that is the truth. And I'm like, okay, how many, she's like, well, that's, you know, and and I'm like, well, how many calculators are on that table right, right now? And there was one calculator, but my phone was on the table. And she's like, well, that depends. Do you consider your phone a calculator? And I was like, touche, <laughs> touche. Hi, everyone. Um, it was so awesome to meet you um, during our, our group coaching, um, G6. The reason I signed up in the first place is that I've been really doing self-improvement in all of my adult life, but I've been doing it on my own. I've been reading books. I watch, you know, read books and, you know, listen to podcasts and everything, but signing up for group coaching is having a group of people all working towards the same thing, bettering their lives financially, you know, health wise, um, relationships, just all of it, the full package. So I believe everyone could benefit from, um, group coaching. doesn't matter, you know, how successful, successful you've been in the past. Um, how many other groups that you've joined up, this is something different. Um, I absolutely know that that Kevin and Alan are changing lives and will do so much more. And I can't wait to see where this goes. Thanks. Bye, everyone. So the long winded answer to that question is there is objective truth and there is subjective truth. Objective truth is two plus two is equal to four. Subjective truth is Kevin, it may or may not be a great podcaster. I think he's a great podcaster from my perspective, but that's based on my awareness and my experience, of course, brother. So you have to try to be as candid with yourself. So we have the 10 C's of a next level life, and I'm going to say them really, really quickly. Okay. You are brave, sir. I know. I know. Just wait for context. For context. (laughs) Alan and I, we we had the five. We had the first five. (laughs) And Alan went through these twice. That is all he has done to prep for this. So if you get 10 of them, all 10 of them in a row, I will be truly, truly amazed. Now you got me nerves. Okay. So we have the 10 C's for next level life. Okay. Number one, clarity. Number two, commitment. Number three, confidence. Number four, consistency. Number five, community. Number six, choices. Number seven, character. Number eight, candor. Number nine, courage. And number 10, contribution. Those are the 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You say character? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Character's character. last. I think character's last. No, 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 no. I got the order okay. right. Okay. Uh, we'll check We're it. If you want to check it right now, you can. I don't know where to but find I got, it. Honestly, I got all 10. <laughs> I did say character. I promise strong work, but anyways, thank you, brother. Okay. So one of them is candor. And the reason we chose candor is to answer this question, Amy, the more candid you can be with yourself about the objective truth. I think the more you'll think rationally, 
this person I was on the phone with who says, I don't look good. I, I think, you know, I don't like my body. I don't like my smile. I said, you're beautiful. Like there's no reason. There's no objective truth. Everyone around you thinks you're gorgeous. Like you have to try to shift that. Otherwise you'll spend your whole life living in false falsehood. There's a book called Truth Versus Falsehood that I think goes into this a lot. But th- to answer that question, it's very, very, in a very complex way, but in a very simple answer, you have to spend your life seeking truth. You have to get closer and closer and closer and closer to the truth. And um, the only way to do that is to consistently learn and grow. It's a tough question. It's a tough question. I have it. I can see it. So that's nice. I, I don't like the term fake it till you make it because I don't believe that works, especially for somebody who's lower on the drive to five. But I think you have to face it until you make it. You have to face whatever your own unique version of the truth is. And then it's, again, it's just a little bit different. So how do I add a word or subtract a word to make this a little bit more empowering? I I think of this, and Alan and I talked about this, and I've said this on stage before. Somebody came to me one time and said, I'm, I'm not smart enough. Right, that's that's not necessarily a positive statement. And I said, well, what if you're just not smart enough yet? That one addition of a word, maybe you're not smart enough yet to to get to where you want to to go. I've said that many, many, many times in this journey. I remember Alan and I were having a conversation with a mentor, and after I said, I'm not smart enough, Alan. I'm not smart enough. I I don't know what to do. And Alan said, Well, maybe if you focus on learning, you'll feel better. And I focus, and I'm obviously you said more than that. That wasn't all of it, but I focused on (laughs) learning and it basically should have been Alan saying, well, maybe you just don't feel smart enough yet. And that's exactly what I gave that other person for advice. So I think a lot of our feelings come from our words, add a word, subtract a word. And to Alan's point, it's just because you think it's true doesn't mean it's true. I had a conversation with somebody one time, Alan, and this person said, I'm not, I don't feel smart enough to go back to school. And I said, give me Give me 10 reasons you don't feel smart enough to go back to school. Give me 10 reasons you do. And then just focus on the to-dos. And this person went back to school. They did pretty pretty damn good. They did very, very well. <laughs> this anonymous human anonymous. may or may not be Amy. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Strong work. Thanks, Kev. guys. <laughs> well, thank you, Amy. Oh, sorry. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Got Amy in the feels. Yeah, it's nothing you wrong did, with that. You did. Um, how do we know if our self-talk is inflated? Oh man, get out there, get out there and take some action. Get out there <laughs> yeah. and take some action. <laughs> I have known some people who say, yeah, podcasting is easy. And it's like, sure, th- sure thing. Here's a microphone. I'm going to hit the go button. <laughs> Camera's on. You let me know when you're ready. Yeah. Action is the cure all. Whether you're somebody who is undershooting or overshooting, action is the cure all. Action tells you the truth. Mm-hmm. action. One of the reasons I like the gym so much is because the numbers don't lie. The weights don't care. They don't care if I'm having a good day or a bad day. They always, always, always tell me the truth. So I would say that you have to figure out what is the current level of action I can take and then take that feedback. And that will give you a more accurate representation of where you are. Uh, strong work, Kev. I Thank couldn't you, agree man. more. Appreciate it. Action will either make you more humble it will be humble pie or it will build your self-confidence. If you are overly optimistic about yourself and your own capabilities, you will get humble pie. 
I'll give you an example. I thought I would run a six and a half minute mile. Last time Emilia and I timed our miles, I ran a 7.05 and it was brutal. So I got humble pie. Uh, but if I had said, I, I, I don't know if I can run an eight minute mile, I would have been like, holy crap, I ran a 7.05, like really nice. So action will bring you to the truth. The only caveat I would say is that time actually will tell you the truth too. So I'll give you an example. So if Kevin and I say we are extremely successful podcasters, we, if we had said this three years ago, that wouldn't have been as true, but we could have said we will be extremely successful podcasters eventually. So that one word, eventually, is really important. I'm not smart enough yet. I'm not successful yet. I'm not um, capable of squatting 200 pounds yet or whatever it is. I haven't reached my goal yet. I think that in a weird way, our current level of self-belief dictates how large of goals we set. And when we set those goals, they set us on a trajectory of finding five in the drive to five. Because when you set really big goals, you probably have high self-confidence. You're going to have to go do really challenging things and you're going to get a lot of humble pie. Or you can set a small goal and you probably have low self-confidence and then you're going to hit your goal and go, holy crap, I'm better than I thought. And then you're going to build that way. That's how Kevin and I, for the last five years, have constantly figured out why what works for me doesn't work for him and what works for him doesn't work for me because of that main difference right there. So figure out which person you're, or figure out which side of drive to five you're on and then which approach works for you. Is setting massive goals and just humble pie all the way there good for you? Okay, awesome. You probably have a lot of self-belief. If, if not, you got to start small and build like Kev. One of the large goals we set uh, this year was to do two events or we do we want to do four events this we year? wanted to do four we wanted to do four events that's we not did, happening too we did yeah. too yeah. yeah so one of them now is actually on our website so imagine if you were somebody who wanted to come to next level live that was in worcester massachusetts maybe you were in a different country maybe you were in a different state maybe you were busy that day we took the entire speech the whole event everybody's speech not just Alan or myself, so we have Dr. Taryn McCarthy's and Tori Aletto's, as well as the Q&A. We have it packaged. It has everybody's PowerPoint. It has worksheets. It has everything you need, and it is on our website now. So if you go to nextleveluniverse.com, I believe it's slash courses, but the link is in the show notes and or Facebook. And uh, yeah, we would love for you to have that. A lot of people couldn't make it. That was very hard for us because we have so many listeners all over the world and it wasn't realistic for everybody to fly in. So we wanted to repurpose this and repackage it as a online course for you. Not to mention a lot of our listeners weren't able to fly in because of COVID. That was really, really challenging as well. Okay, so uh, if you have ever considered and wondered what this coaching thing is all about, I did, I think, six free 30-minute calls last week. I love them. I love to meet the listeners. So if you've ever wondered, what is this coaching thing about? Like, give it a shot completely free. There is no strings attached. I am literally not going to sell you anything. I'm going to jump on the phone. I'm going to ask your intention. I'm going to tell you mine. And then we're going to crank. And a lot of times they go past the half hour. Um, 
I really want to meet you. If you've ever been curious about what coaching might be like, don't diss it till you try it. I hope that you uh, book on my calendar and Amy will be putting the link in the comments on Facebook and LinkedIn. And then it will also be in the comments of the show notes. Wonderfully done squad. Next level nation. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. We are grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at ALazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.